it's... Time for episode 11 of the Mystical Times blog podcast, Through Time and Space. In this episode, I'll be sharing my own personal experiences of two mediumistic readings I gave in the mid-2000s. Before I do that, if you enjoy the podcast, please could you share any of the episodes with someone who you think would enjoy it. Back to the episode. Do our loved ones communicate with us after they have died? Some people say that they do, and have had some amazing experiences that leave little doubt that it was their loved ones reaching out from beyond the veil. But what about those people who committed the most heinous of crimes? Do they also try and communicate to whoever they think will listen to them? Listen to the two experiences that I've personally encountered. Whatever you believe about an afterlife or not, you'll find these accounts very thought-provoking indeed. As if by magic, it appeared. When I was over in the US back in the mid-2000s, I would get requests from people wanting to have a mediumistic reading from me. These readings were only heard about by word of mouth, and usually a friend of mine would facilitate where these readings could be held. For this particular reading, it was given in a business school and in an empty room. There was no one in this part of the building, apart from myself, my friend, and the woman wanting a reading done. The woman also worked at the facility, and she came into the room and I spent over an hour with her as I gave her a reading. Her deceased grandfather's energy came through, and it was only afterwards that I found out that it was him she was wanting to hear from. To further validate her reading, she asked me to give her grandfather's name, and I was able to correctly give her that. She was crying at the end of her reading, and said she was very grateful for all the information that the reading was able to give her. She then returned to her office, and I stayed in the room where I had given the reading, so I could relax after giving such an emotional reading. It was just minutes after the lady had gone back to her office, when she came back into the room, quite animated, and holding up a photograph. She then told me that when she had gone back to her office, she had found the photo of her and her older sister taken at school when they had been children, it had been placed just on top of her keyboard. She said there had only been two copies of the photo, one for her parents and one for one set of grandparents. One of these grandparents was the person who came through in the reading. She was so shocked and shaken up with finding this in her place of work, understandably so. At the time, I didn't really know about reports, but finding out what they were then this certainly was what happened with this photo. An apport is an alleged transference of a physical object from one place to another, from where it's mostly unknown 
as we only usually discover the object after it has arrived. Some people, when doing a seance or other methods of connecting to the spiritual or paranormal world, can also ask for an object to appear, and there are many cases of that happening. Cases of poltergeist activity can also bring about a ports too. I also believe that there's a spiritualist church in the UK which has an apport cabinet filled with objects and items that they have received over a long period of time when communicating with the spirit world. The Terrifying Dream Encounter When I was given mediumistic readings, I would often get asked to do readings via email or Skype. Someone had asked if I would look at a photograph via email and give a reading from it over Skype. It was agreed that I'd only look at the photograph once I connected with this person for the Skype session. The only thing I was told about this photograph was that it was the lady's grandparents, and that was it. So at the agreed date and time, we spoke to each other over Skype, and I opened the photograph. It indeed was a photograph of two sets of grandparents in black and white. The reading from the photograph went very well, and the person receiving the reading was very happy with what she had heard. As with all readings I would give, I reminded the person if they had any further questions or wanted to confirm anything that they were unsure of in the reading, I would be more than happy to assist where I could. I also mentioned that sometimes... I will have dreams pertaining to the reading, so I would also pass those on. It was later that night, as I slept, I dreamt I was being invited onto a chat show set, very American in its style. Think of the Murph Griffin show. I was very conscious in the dream, and I looked beyond the razzle and dazzle of the set, and I saw a figure of a man who was dressed in a black tuxedo suit. As I looked at his face, I found myself staring into the eyes of the serial killer, Ted Bundy. He had a very wielding charm as he took a bow while smiling. It was a mocking smile. He then put out his left hand as if to guide me towards a black leather chair that had a spotlight shining onto it. I could feel the hate and anger behind his fake charm and intense stare and felt myself recoiling, so much so that I woke up, gasping for breath. It left me with a really horrible feeling and whilst I didn't know too much about him at the time, I knew he had killed many females in the US but I didn't know the finer details of his despicable crimes. The next day... I reluctantly emailed the person whom I'd given a reading to the night before. I remember apologising for bringing up my dream, but apart from making me feel disgusted about having someone like Ted Bundy enter my dreams, I wondered if she perhaps knew why I had dreamt about this killer. In her email reply, she said it was her turn to apologise to me, as it was then that she informed me that one of her grandmothers in the photograph had been friends with Ted Bundy's mother. Her grandmother was in a ladies' group in Washington who would lunch together, and one of these ladies was Ted Bundy's mother. In this lunch and ladies' group, 
No one brought up the subject of Bundy to his mother. Apparently, it was never openly acknowledged within the group of what Bundy had been accused of or his being sentenced to death. So it was a connection, but never one I'd have ever imagined. That dream still affects me to this day, as there was something so controlling and cruel about Bundy's energy. Him appearing in the guise of someone looking like a chat show host was manipulative and controlling, as it made it look like he wanted to interview me, but it was literally all show. It has really made me think about someone in life whose own actions have caused so much pain and terror to others, yet their energies are still around. And that's all for this episode, and I do hope you enjoyed listening to two of my personal experiences. Don't forget, if you've had a spooky experience, then I want to hear it. You can email me at mysticaltimesblog at gmail.com. For the next episode, I'll be sharing some weird and strange hauntings. Till next time.